welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. All right. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another Knock On Podcast. Um, just so you know, there, I'm giving you a disclaimer. If this audio bites the big one, then you're going to have to just deal with it because I'm actually down at a hunting camp in Georgia right now, and I'm having to uh, use some stuff that I found laying around to do this, this podcast um, so I don't have my normal everyday gear. So um, hopefully the audio is decent enough for this podcast and the reason for this podcast, at least this particular one, is going to be specific to the launch of the new Hoyt bows. Uh, The new 2018 bows, um, the launch was yesterday and there's a lot of excitement about the new bows and I did a kind of an impromptu insta insta live uh yesterday and i you know saved it to my phone so i'm actually gonna it's very impromptu but it does show you the bow and i talked through several things about the bow um that's not really official um i did do an official uh kind of review of the rx1 which you can find on the knock on archery youtube channel um and i pretty much show you the new bow i've been fortunate to have a pretty a pretty uh good amount of time behind this bow and working directly with the engineering team and working through um kind of some of the development of this bow which has been really good um there's years that i do that for hunting specific bows there's been years that i've done it for target specific bows and uh yeah yesterday after that little review i told you guys i'd post a picture on instagram and allow you guys to give me questions specifically regarding um these new bows and i'm going to do my best to kind of go through these right now for you and give you some answers and uh all that good stuff but i did want you to know that this i will be doing um a couple live feeds one live feed is going to be with a bow build one live feed is going to be with a, a full string swap. I'm um, going to show you specifically the in detail the modular system, how to use that, um, how it tunes up. Talk about through some of those issues. So if you want to see that, you know, make sure you're. I'll probably do it on Facebook Live um, on the Knock On TV Facebook. So. Maybe pay attention for that. That's going to come this week. And then I'll also be launching some other videos just showing you some of the other stuff. So that is going to be coming. Um, You're going to just have to bear with me this year with the launch getting pushed back several weeks compared to normal. It's kind of diving right into my busiest time for whitetails. So um, I'm just having to work all this stuff in right now, if I'm totally honest with you, um, because I need to... I need to get deer. I need to do my deer hunting while the deer hunting's good. Um, so the new RX1 is an it's an awesome bow. I'm not gonna lie, it's a really good bow. I like it a lot. Um, it's it's my favorite Hoyt that I've ever shot, 
and currently I'm shooting the shorter one. I'm shooting the 32 inch. Um, there's no ultras that have left the factory yet, um, including um, including one to me. Um, so I can't speak on behalf of a couple. I can't I can't speak on behalf of the ultra. I can't speak on behalf of the turbo, um, and I can't speak on behalf of the hyperforces either. Um, just because those aren't bows that have really came out. These were the ones that had to go to the dealers first, this RX-132, and 32 inch, I should say. And so that's one that I was really part of and helped them with that I've been shooting for um, quite a while now. Um, actually, every animal that I've shot since July has come with this bow. Um, well, no, since August. Um, has come with this bow and I've been shooting it a ton which is why I haven't been posting very many pictures shooting in the backyard or anything like that is because I just could not show anyone out there this so unfortunately on those types of years I kind of have to keep things quiet and kind of limit my social media to what is exposed um, and this was one of them so I'm just going to jump in here Pretty much starting at the top, going all the way to the bottom. This is going to be questions that you all have asked me to answer. Um, and I haven't looked at them yet, so I'm just giving you a little disclaimer. I'll do my best to get through some of these. Um, some of the things are not more my forte. Some of the things I'm going to tell you right now, you're probably going to have to ask your dealer. Um, but when it comes to how the bow set up, how it tuned, how it's been shooting, the actual concept and thoughts behind this design and the designs, all that stuff's in my wheelhouse, so I'll be fine with that. So top question, this is in no particular order. Um, Dave Campbell uh, 120 is asking, will the current Elevate rest work with this bow? So yeah, if you're really any rest is going to work with the bow if you've if you've used any rest on any of the Hoyt carbon risers then the rest is going to work just the same um, for this one as it would have with previous models so don't worry about that at all um, I'm shooting an elevate rest on mine and worked out really good um, just so you know like Center shot is pretty much right down the riser, uh, left and right. It pretty much rolls right through the center. My pins are just sitting right on the outside edge of my arrow shaft if I'm lining up my pins and my center shot. For those of you who are tuners, you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, and my knocking point is sitting right at 90 degrees um, with my arrow rest setting on this bow, just in case that helps you. Um, okay, next question here is from Joe Avril. He's saying, how does the new cable system compare to the visually similar Prime Bows? So, yeah, Prime Bows, is, they've had multi-track multi cams. They're a little bit different. Obviously, they don't have, um, they don't have a control take-up um, like this cam and a half system does. It still does have a control cam on the outside. Um, which pairs the two cams, the top and the bottom cam, together, um, which is kind of, if you go all the way back to the original concepting behind the cam and a half system, um, you know, they had the control cable that comes down. Um, it pretty much goes over the top of the axle on the bottom, 
uh, cam on the right side if you're a right-handed shooter and it pretty much wraps around a perfect circle and that's pretty much just pairing the top and bottom cam together um, to where they are doing the same thing all the time um, the prime bows do not have that they've got they've actually got the you know a split system to the top and the bottom and the reality is that system um, you know, it, it has helped uh, improve some things that were, I shouldn't say they were problems, but they were things that you had to look out for. Um, so anytime, once we, once we left as an industry, once we kind of went away from a dual cam bow, which had um, a split yoke on both sides. So in other words, if you look at your Hoyt at the top, um, you know, the yoke splits apart and it goes to both of the outsides of the limb. That's called the yoke system. And in the past, on just a standard two-cam system, you would have that on both the top and the bottom. And it would allow you to twist up one side or the other of that yoke to actually balance your limbs and help adjust the angle of your cam so that your cam was tracking true down the center of the limb or down the string um, and not having cam lean so if your cam has lean right or left depending sometimes um, what people have found is that they have a tear a right or a left tear in paper that they can't get rid of um, but if you are adjusting your cam lean, you can start to correct those tears, which in the past it's been nice with the Hoyts that you could use the top yoke system to actually adjust your top cam lean um, to uh, get the tune that you wanted. Now, with this new system, the way it works is there's a small little bracket that goes in the in the cable that's going down to the bottom of the limb and then there's almost like a floating yoke system that goes through a center hole in that system and then goes to both sides of the cam. So um, just like with the prime bows like you're talking about, you know, that system what it does is it allows you to have a straight cam alignment without having to know how to adjust your yoke um, and play with your yoke. So um, I think if you, um, I think if you're into tuning and you tune your own bows, and I think it's really imperative that you take a look at this system. It's really really nice um, if you're if you've ever been. A Hoyt user in the past, you'll know that sometimes that bottom cam lean um, can be tricky, either having to find um, the right bushing configuration. In other words, you take a bushing from the right, move it to the left, you kind of change the position of your cam, or you have to swap your limbs all around um, in order to get a different cam position or a cam lean on that bottom limb. And that's, again, because you did not have a split yoke system down there. Um, so with this system, it eliminates that. And yesterday in the live feed, I showed you just how well my cams are positioned. They're running 100% perfectly down the string. They laser exactly from one to the other. And the tuning has been really, really good. Um, so I think this is Hoyt's variation of that system. And just like with anything in archery, um, or in any, any industry for that matter, 
when someone comes out with a concept that helps improve the shootability of a system, then obviously the idea is to try to figure out a way, if that was a good idea, to try to make that idea work on um, the platform of another company. So um, just like in the past, there's been, you know, like when the cam and a half system came out, a lot of bow companies switched over to the cam and a half system and went to the cam and a half system. When I was at Matthews, um, obviously there was a ton of companies that started using single cam bows and it's not that, um, you know, it's not that I think it was, there wasn't anything negative to it. I think it just showed everyone that there are benefits to that system um, or the systems at the time. The industry's made a lot of changes over the years, and this is one of them. Obviously, someone figured out a way to balance that cam position, and after a lot of years of testing, they realized, okay, this is helping with this with the cam system that we want to bring forward, which this year the new cam system is called the Hyper ZT Cam, uh, so hyper zero torque cam and it's a really really cool cam system i think we'll get into more questions about it here shortly um next question here is uh draw cycle still smooth question mark does it drop into the valley really hard or does it slide right in so um i'm shooting the high let off cams so my cams are 85 percent, and i really like them and i like them for a couple reasons one I've always liked having a bow that when you pulled it back, it you know I don't like a big clunk at the end, um, but I also don't like a cam system that's trying to take that string away from me all the time. I don't like, I don't favor a cam system that has a short valley, and what the valley is, that's pretty much my definition of kind of that distance between that cam rolling over and becoming very easy until the stop what is that distance that's the valley does it feel like you can only creep forward on the string maybe a quarter inch and the bow's wanting to go away from you or do you feel like you're able to be back there relaxed and comfortable and maybe aim the bow a little bit or pull a little bit slower and not have to worry about being so aggressive on the cam and that's what this cam system's like, and that's why I like it so much. It it does pull, it does pull very similar to the DFX cam in the cycle on how it actually stacks as you pull and how the weight increases as you're drawing it back. But then once you start to break over the cam and come into the wall, it has a much better feeling. Um, and most of your dealers should have a bow in stock, so you'll be able to grab one and go and pull it back for yourself. You're going to see that when it comes to a Hoyt model bow, this is probably the best feeling cam they've ever had on the back wall. And if you're a person that liked how a Matthews felt when you drew it back and it fell into that valley, then you're going to, you're going to like how this one feels. Um, it does not try to take the string away from you. Now I haven't tried the turbo models, so I can't tell you how that turbo model feels. Um, but usually the turbo model does come with a little bit more aggression in the cam, which is why I haven't been a fan of the turbo. Um, and I'll speak openly and honestly, I haven't been a fan of a turbo. I'm not a fan of a turbo, 
uh, for me. Now, I think there's some people that may like that cam system, mainly people that are having to need that extra speed because they have a very short jaw length. If you're, you know, I would say 28 and a half inches or 28 inch draw or less, you might want to look at that. Um, you might want to look at the the turbo cam, but you're gonna, you really need to pull that cam because if you pull this one on like what I'm shooting right now on this RX1, the standard Hyper ZT cam, if you pull it back and see how easy and smooth it is and how how it feels, and then you pull back a turbo version you're going to realize very quickly, okay, yeah, the turbo version, I'm going to have to be on my game. And that's just how it's going to be. Um, but if you are a speed nut, then that's you're used to dealing with that anyway. Um, let's see, next question here is from Tony Floria. Uh, or Floria. He's asking, does the new RX-1 still require the adapter fingers um, for the inline presses? So... That's a pretty good question. I don't, I haven't tried the standard easy press fingers on this bow. This bow does have some, there's some reinforcement down on the limb area. Um, there's like some small pads down by the axle uh, on the limb. But however, it's like Matthews, for example, has those limb, you know, it's pretty much. A structural support for the limb so that it doesn't break apart down there where the um, where the axle is going through the limb and on the Matthews they were actually they did a pretty cool concept where they actually made a little machined aluminum notch where the easy press can fit in there and your bow doesn't slide out of the press um, however they did patent that so people can't make that same exact type of bracket um, which was smart on their part. Um, this new Hoyt one does have a pad, but I don't think they could make it big enough uh, to fit the same as what the Matthews ones do. Now, I haven't personally um, put this in an existing Easy Press. I do have the brackets on my Easy Press to fit these beyond parallel limbs, and honestly, I think that would be a better option for you. Um, the X Press, which I also have and which I promote and I think a lot of you have bought because of following what I'm doing. The X-Press works perfect on these. All the bows that I've built and RX-1s I've put together so far have all been on, on the uh, on the X-Press and it works great so don't worry about that. Um, so RJ Clockmaker is asking are the cams still shimmable? So this cam system is pretty much standard to Hoyt so it has bearings through the through the limb like you've seen in the past or through the cam I mean and there's small washers that go on each side of those bearings so yes you can you can adjust your cam if you want to by using different bushings however I'd recommend against that um, because We've a part of the reason why I came in um, with this team to help on this was actually finding the best cam position within the limb itself for tunability, um, and that specifically was one of the things that I was brought in for. And the position that it's going to come to the factory is going to be the best position possible, and also a position 
that doesn't start to cause interference with the new cable system on that bottom cam and the side of the cam itself. So if you start to move this cam too much to the right or to the left in this limb itself, what will happen is as it pulls, um, you're not going to have that cam, the string, in the perfect center of the entire axle. So you'll start to get cam lean again, um, possibly, or you'll just start to shim it over to the point where the edge of your cam is coming very close to the edge of that cable and you don't want to do that so leave it where it's at right now it's shimmed so that it's exactly dead center in that limb equal spacing pretty much on both sides and i think you're going to find that that's really good it's not like the old systems where you have a thinner one on the left and a bigger thicker one on the other side it's they're a lot more centralized and i think you should really focus on keeping it there if for some reason there's like any type of spacing, which there should not be, if there's any type of extra spacing, then I would recommend putting, um, taking up that spacing by putting just a super thin washer on the outside of the limb between the limb and the E-clip. Um, and I think you'll definitely find that it's better. And this system is not like the Matthews system where it has the top hats that you remove to actually... See, with the Matthews system, like on the Halons, what you have to do is there's actually small little top hats that your dealer has that allows them to shim their cam left or right um, in order to try to help it tune. Sometimes they'll have a, ones that won't tune necessarily correctly, and um, what they're doing is they're kind of changing their cam lean by changing the shims. This new cable system on the Hoyts is preventing you from having to do that. So, you know, they are still shimmable, but there isn't going to be a reason to do that. Um, next question is going to be um, regarding limb stops. So um, he's asking specifically, and this is a CW Marsh 33 is asking specifically about limb stops. So there is not limb stops on this like there was on the DFX cams. Um, but you do have an extra stop. The wall is super hard. Um, it, it's a great wall. And remember, now on the bottom of this cam, because of this split system down on the bottom, your cable actually hits two posts on the bottom cam. So you're almost getting an extra stop on that bottom cam and then you still have the cable uh, the cable stop on the top cam uh, you'll find that it feels really really good and it's not too stiff i'm not a big fan of a wall that's too hard um, for example like i'm not a big fan of how hard the wall is like on some of the very first botex or on some of the elites um, because what you'll find is if you're trying to shoot bows by pulling through the shot, which I'm a big advocate of, I think that having that super hard wall like that actually starts to pull you off the target as you're trying to pull through your shot. And I think that's why a lot of guys that were shooting those types of bows that had those super hard back walls you found that they were talking more about slowly building pressure on the trigger while they were aiming rather than pulling through or manipulating the release. Like a lot of pros, there's a lot of different 
pros talking about different ways to execute a shot. Some just make a fist, some just roll, some relax the finger. They're doing things like that because of that back wall so hard to where if they're pulling too hard on the on the cam itself, they're pulling themselves off the target. So uh, hopefully that helps you. Uh, next question again is from RJ Clockmakers, and this is an important question. He's saying, is the grip interchangeable? So this new Hoyt exact grip, that's what they call the grips on the new Redwork series. Um, it's a grip that the guys in the lab spent a lot of time on. They're really proud of this grip. They've really focused on looking at the grip positions of a lot of top pros and guys that were changing their grips and, and kind of tweaking the feel of their grip, um, removing the bigger factory grip and going to a custom grip. And they came up with the exact grip that is what's on their bow. And it's a one-piece grip. It's made of plastic. Um, it's thin it puts the hand in a pretty unique position and just so everyone knows that grip is actually held into place now with um, kind of a really good double-sided tape so it is removable and what you'll find is if you do remove it there still are holes underneath um, on the grip so that you can either go back to your standard Hoyt grip or you can go to a colored uh, wood grip like on the older bows or in my case you can go to an aftermarket grip like for example I'm a, you know I really like um, the Rattler grips and I sell um, Rattler grips at knockonarchery.com I have some that I've made out of antlers um, and those grips do still work on the new bows so yes you can remove and uh, and you can go from there. Uh, okay, here, let's see. Next question is, uh, let's see, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Off-Center Archers, the new review is outstanding. I think you're referring to the review that I posted on YouTube. Um, I did a review, so check that review out on YouTube. Just go to Knock on Archery YouTube channel. Um, definitely interested in the ultra. Do you feel there is noticeable? There's a noticeable speed or handling difference between the 32 RX one and the 35 ultra. So for me, eight, eight feet per second or so realistically is what you're going to get. It's not a big notice in speed. Um, I shot the 34 for a long time and never really felt like I was, um, I shot the 34s in almost every model. I may shoot a 34 in this model as well. I haven't uh, particularly um, shot one yet, but I can tell you that right now I'm shooting this 32 and I'm six foot five. I normally shoot a 30 and a half inch draw and this bow fits me really well. It fits me just the same as 34 inch models in the past and the reason being is because this new cam is very big you'll notice that it's a bigger cam and when you draw it and it comes off in the bow stops sorry when you draw it in the bow stops where those strings come off the cam is quite a ways from the axle so you actually get the string angle feel <clears throat> of a bigger bow axle axle than what it really is um, so what I did on this particular bow was I put on a half inch longer string 
and I removed the exact grip so that I could go directly to the riser and I'm able to get this bow right at about 30 and a half inches and it fits me perfect for hunting. For my target bows, I do shoot 31 inches um, and I'll probably go to an ultra, but I can tell you that the speed on this RX-1 and how it fits me and feels is pretty dang awesome. Um, so I think regardless, if you're a long axle-to-axle -axle person, I think you're going to like the ultra a lot. Um, or if you're a longer draw person, like especially if you're 30 inches or longer then the ultra is going to be a very good option for you um it's just a matter of whether or not you want the speed i think for sure once you start going over that 30 and a half mark don't try to customize your string and cable links anymore just go to the ultra um how many feet per second difference is there between the 80 and 85 percent let off this is from schleppy um and is 85% an aggressive cam, um, so you'll need a sp stiffer spined arrow. So um, actually, this is one thing that um, when I was working on this particular bow, this came up with um, the engineers. They actually wanted to know specifically what I was finding in regards to um, how the my arrows were tuning with the bow that I had and what I found was I've actually got a larger margin of error on this new cam system um, with my arrow spine and what I mean by that is I can move my poundage quite a bit I can also shoot I tune this bow with a with a 30 or 300 spine I also tuned it with a 340 spine and what I told them was, I said, it's kind of amazing. I'm getting the same results with, with multiple um, arrows. And they told me that, that that's something that I should definitely expect with this new cam system. is just a super forgiving system that um, allows you to use a magnitude of arrows. And I'm pretty impressed with this system as for tunability and the fact that I was actually able to use uh, a lighter arrow and I'm still you know the bow is getting great speeds the 85% let off does not feel aggressive it feels really good um, again this is a feel that I really like um, I was a Matthews person before I switched to Hoyt um, I was 10 years I shot a Matthews and now over 10 years I've been shooting Hoyts. And I did like those higher let off feels on the Matthews. I, I kind of, you know, I, I think because I grew up shooting that higher let off cam position, um, I think I've just always kind of liked that feel, so to speak. And this is finally the first cam system that gets me close to that, but it's not too much let off to where it feels like, you know where it feels like it just dumps into this endless abyss when you you know as soon as you break that cam over it doesn't feel like it just falls there to where you almost don't know if you can let go of the string or not it doesn't feel like that it has a very good feel just keep in mind the engineers at Hoyts most of the engineers back there are really good hunters or they're really good target archers and they're very picky on their cam feel um, so I think this cam feel is one that's definitely 
really good. And I think, uh, I think it's definitely one that people are gonna, they're gonna really like. Uh, next question here is from Wapiti Fit. Um, saying great buck dud looking at getting a turbo again with the increased uh let's see with i think he's saying with the increased speed because his draw length is short um i like the increased punch um but what is the pros and cons i'm a 26 inch draw length so you're totally fitting the bill um for the people that i said might be turbo advocates if you're 28 inches or less you're gonna there's a couple things one because your power stroke is so short um you having that shorter brace height is not going to be as unforgiving as a longer person like me because really what comes what happens with forgiveness and bows is forgiveness really comes from having a bow that uh that when you draw it back and you shoot it the string or the arrows on the string for a certain amount of time like for me for example if i have a six inch brace height bow or uh, just say a five inch brace height bow but i'm shooting a 31 inch draw well that arrow is on the string for 26 inches so it's already on the string uh pretty much for as long as your entire draw whereas for you um you know if you're shooting that if you're shooting a model with a six inch brace height you know, you're only having your arrow on the string for 20 inches. And the longer the arrow is on the string, the more it gives you opportunity to make mistakes in your form and really start to change um, your accuracy. So a couple things. If your draw length is where yours is, I would say you're probably the right advocate for that particular design in the turbo. But really, you need to pull that cam back. If the cam feels like if you feel like you're creeping or the or you're like really having to pull too aggressively to get keep that cam back then that cam just may not be a feel that works for you and that's what's more important to me is with all of this is when I grab a bow I want to know how that cam feels and can I can I feel comfortable in my shot do I feel like the cam's taking the string away from me um, and all that stuff is almost going to be more important than the brace height. You know, a lot of people look at these bows even now. This is a shorter brace height. Like there's not a 7-inch brace height option on the, the RX-1 or the, or the Ultra. It's under 7 inches. And I know that um, people are asking me what I think about that. It Honestly, surprisingly... I haven't even noticed it. I haven't noticed it at all. And the reason is, is because the cam feels good when I draw it. And my string angle is really nice at full draw. Um, I haven't, you know, just there's no oscillation on this string. The string doesn't travel forward and oscillate. So I don't have, um, I don't have any type of like contact on my front arm. Um, and I don't have any contact on my sleeve with my hunting clothes. So I really like where the brace height is as well. And yes, I really like uh, I like the let off. And I think as long as you, Wapiti Fit, um, I think as long as you like the feel of the cam in the turbo model, then go with it because you are the advocate to a turbo model just because your draw length is 
you know, like you said, 26 inches. I think, I think if you're under that 28 mark, it's something that maybe you should look at, but you really need to pull it back and start asking yourself, okay, is 10 feet per second worth me feeling comfortable or worth me really having to work hard to keep this cam back? That's the true question. Um, okay, so next question here is from Woo Woo Kenny Woo Two. <laughs> um, I'm a Bowtech guy, but over the past years, I've really started to like um, to like. I think he meant some of the Hoyts. So all the hype with the new lineup got me excited, but I'm a little disappointed to see six inch brace height. Um, I really like a seven inch brace height. Do you feel? Uh, that in any accuracy or feel is being compromised with um, them not having a seven inch brace height model. I really don't. Um, like I said, because of the way that this cam stops the string and with the stealth shot, um, you're just not, it doesn't feel like a shorter brace height bow. It really doesn't. Um, it feels really good. Um, and I think you need to just go and try one. That's the best thing. You're going to find that if you try one out, you're going to know really quick, and I don't think you're going to hit your arm at all. And I played around a lot with a lot of different grip positions and like how deep I got my hand into the grip, um, putting my hand more on the outside of the grip, a lot of things like that um, I did. So I really feel like this is a cool system. I think you're going to really like it. Um, what are the pros and cons from an 80% to an 85% let off. Um, okay, we talked about that, I think, a little bit. So really the pros are going to be just how you feel. Um, you know, you're going to be able to be a little bit lazier in your shot, um, and I say that, you know, in a good way. Um, I like to not feel like the string's going to be taken away from me, and this one feels really good, and to have the kind of speeds that I'm getting with a high let off cam like that is really good. A lot of times the lower let off cams will have a little bit more speed than the higher let off. Um, so, you know, I guess that could be one of the, you know, and that's why you get, you know, you get down to those turbo models, you know, that cam feels a little bit more aggressive, which is also why you start to uh, get a little bit more speed with it as well. But like always, there's, there's a trade off. Um, let's see here. Mueller Mason is asking about the price tag. I think the price tag on the carbon model is going to come in, I think retail somewhere around $200 more than previous models. Um, I guess there's a couple thing and I don't, I don't want to be misquoted with that. Pricing is not my department. Um, I know you're asking me, but I think pricing is, it varies so much too. I mean, I would really ask your dealer, even though the retail price tag may be that high, I don't think you're going to find that it goes up that high on the shelf. Um, so, and the other thing too is remember you get, you do get a free bow case with all the Redworks bows now too. Um, you get a soft bow case with it, um, which is pretty cool too. So that's going to give you some value as well um, with that. Uh, next question here is, uh, well, 
I don't know how to pronounce the name, but you were saying how does the draw feel with the new cam- oh, new cams compared to the DFX? I think it's better. Um, you definitely have a D- DFX feel in when you're pulling it back, but you get a much better feel once it breaks over and comes into the valley. Um, let's see here. Uh, next question is from... It looks like a Beza 74. Why don't you have a signature bow? So, yeah, that's I've been pounded with that question. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess mainly because I maybe I haven't done a good good enough job asking for one. Um, so and I guess the other thing, too, was someone asked me about that yesterday and I was. I kind of made the comment, well, the whole concept and the marketing campaign behind these new bows is red works. Um, so the color schemes are red and black. So if it was green works, it would have been the perfect year for me to have a signature series, but not with the red works. That's like not the best time. Um, let's see. Uh, G Kilgore 9 is saying, will you ever use... The rear threaded stabilizer attachment, if and if not, why? Um, is there anything you would change on this bow? Those are all really good questions. So on this new bow, there is a mount now on the rear for people to use a rear stabilizer. Um, there are people that really like having a rear stabilizer or also uh, a V-bar setup on their, on their bows. So those people are going to like having this rear bushing for sure. Um, I personally uh, don't like having that kind of stuff on my hunting bows. I think it's cumbersome. It gets in the way. Um, you try putting your backpack on or your bow on your backpack, you know, rear stabilizer things start to get in the way. You start pulling them up trees, they get in the way. I don't like a lot of extra weight. Um, and what I found is this bow is actually weighted really, really nice as it sits because this particular bow actually has a totally different limb pocket system and a limb width system on the bottom. So the bottom cam is wi- or the bottom cam is wider, the bottom limbs wider. It has a different pocket on the bottom as well, and there's also uh, weights. Um, like dampening devices threaded into the riser on the bottom too. And the reason is, is because they wanted this bow to have perfect balance when you held it um, and not want to tip forward. Um, so, you know, on on like a Matthews Halon or something, it does want to tip forward. Um, and I think because of that, and that was one thing that, you know, a lot of people that, if you ask people what they didn't like about a Matthews, it was just how top heavy it they felt in the hand. So they pretty much came up with this configuration where you don't feel like that when you're carrying this bow around. Um, it doesn't feel top heavy. It doesn't feel like it's tipping forward out of your hand. Um, it's got really cool balance. And I show you that in the review that I did so if you go to the YouTube channel you can see that review I did and you'll be able to um, to look at that and know pretty much firsthand uh, exactly what I'm talking about 
Um, but I I don't like. I think if I were to shoot this for 3D, it would be a great option. Like if I shot um, if I shot the you know like an RX Ultra for 3D, I would like to put my stabilizer off that rear bracket and i think it would work really really well keep the weight behind the hand and below the hand but in the hunting world i'm not a fan of it um let's see here is there anything i would change on the bow um i think at this point i would say no um other than i want to change out all of my strings to flow green this first one that I have right now, I'm shooting it completely stock. I think that's the only fair way for me to um, to give you an assessment is to keep it stock. But um, I think changing out the colors for me is about all I want to do. I really like this bow. I look forward to shooting the Ultra too, but I really like how this one feels. All right, let's see here. Uh, Jared underscore Black saying, what are the pros and cons to 80-85% let off? I talked about that. Would you recommend the 35 for someone with a 30-inch draw? Um, yeah, I think, I think what you'll find is what's nice on this new cam system is that it actually has a magnitude of slots. So it goes from A to G in the positioning of the module. And um, as you'll hear me talk about in the video that I did, um, you actually don't need a bow press, and you've got a wide range of uh, adjustments. And specifically, this cam was designed so that you really don't need to worry as much um, anymore about picking a size bow to where you're at the lower end, or sorry, at the pretty much, I say lower, meaning like closer to the end of the scale on your module position. So... In the past, I've said, you know, if you have the option of getting, um, say, a 31-inch model and you, the way your draw length is, you're going to be in like a B position on the cam versus if you went to, say, a 34-inch model with a one-size-smaller cam where you could be in a D or an E position, in the past, I would say go with that smaller cam that lets you put it in the longer position. Um with this bow and this cam and the way this cam was designed and the positioning of where the axle is actually positioned in the cam itself, what you'll find is this is actually Hoyt's most efficient cam in regards to draw length adjustment. And what I mean by that is if you're shooting a cam in an A position, you're not going to find that it's way less efficient and way slower than in the longer position. Now you do need to realize every inch of draw length is pretty much equal to about eight feet per second in speed. So if you're a 31 inch draw shooting 330, then if you go down to a 30 inch draw, just because you have one inch less of power stroke on the arrow, you should immediately assume that you're gonna at best get 322. Um, but what you want is you want it consistently falling those eight feet per second in every draw length as it goes down. Um, you don't want it to be like eight feet per second on the first setting. Then all of a sudden it goes to 10 feet per second, then 12 feet per second. And that was one thing that was always a problem 
with modular bows in the early years was once you took a cam and it fit was designed to get peak performance say at a 31 inch draw and then you moved put a module on it and moved it way down to a 26 it would just be dog slow this cam position you should be able to go anywhere from a to g and have the same feel and also the same benefits uh let's see How's the new target bow? I haven't got the new target bow. I guess mine's getting built, so I will do I'll do this exact thing for the target bows once those are out and once I'm really putting arrows through them indoors. Um, right now I'm so focused on hunting. I can tell you a hundred percent that what I'm giving you as a review on this bow is totally um, trustworthy and applicable because as it stands right now I've I think I've shot 16 animals with this RX1 um, so far this fall and the shots are just laser beams um, and actually down here in Georgia um, I had I've down here I'm actually I don't really have any interest in shooting a buck down here. I'm kind of really focused on just maybe shooting some does. I cooked six backstraps last night for this whole group of people. So I shot um, multiple does um, on the same sit. And literally I would shoot and 30 minutes later I'd see deer again. Um, so, you know, the sound of the bow is not is not something that's like alarming evidently um let's see here um another question about uh grip and if you can use side place yes you can i talked about that um let's see why the regular rx1 over the turbo i talked about that too um let's see here um Guy says now he's shooting a Defiant Turbo with number three cams and really likes it. So if you really like that bow and you like how it feels, and I think you'll definitely like this one. Um, you know, he said he's 28 and a half inches, 29 inches. Personally, I would say, you know, maybe if you're used to a turbo cam and you've been shooting a turbo cam for a while, you may be fine with the turbo cam, but definitely give this regular RX1 a try, man. I think you'll like it. Um let's see is there a big difference in the bow vibration and feel to the pro defiant um i hunt in warm weather um and can't justify the cost of the carbon bow um so what do you think of the new hyperforce so the hyperforce is the aluminum version and a hundred percent guys and gals if your budget doesn't allow for a carbon model then don't even think about um an aluminum model they're going to be awesome too i mean the cam system's great i haven't shot the hyperforce just because this rx1 like i said this was the focus this was the drive this is what i got and this is what they needed me to go through with a fine tooth comb um to make sure that you know and the re i'll i'll tell you the reason why and i don't know if hoyt hoyt may or may not finally decide to to come out and let people know what I help with when it comes to design, things like that, and kind of what my role is there. Um, I shouldn't say design, but I should say confirmation. So um, what happens when, whenever you're making something and you're doing something, you know, you're putting a lot of time and effort, you're putting sweat into it, and 
in your mind, you're building what is 100% right. And even if there's small mistakes in it, you seem to overlook them because you're not able to see it anymore from an outside perspective. So with this particular bow, um, you know, the head of the engineering department sent me the bow and he just said, I don't want to tell you anything about it. I want you just to take it and do what you do. And so I did. And then I was able to give a lot of feedback and he just told me, he said, okay, what, what you're finding is exactly, it's exactly what I found too. And I needed the confirmation. So they were able to, you know, there's been changes made and that's part of design. You know, part of design is building a setup, getting it, setting the bow up, shooting it, tuning it, find out what loose ends are in the design. You know, why are you getting a squirrely arrow every now and then? You know, okay, I've got a left hair I can't fix or something. I mean, all that stuff are things that you can change in design, but you have to look at it from an outside perspective. And that's kind of what, what my role is, is, you know, is pretty much design confirmation. Um, so I don't really feel like, you know, I don't feel like you have to get a carbon bow. Um, I think that the, the concept and the design and the feel of the cams and all that jazz makes this bow what it is. And I think in the aluminum version, you're going to have the same thing. And I'll probably shoot an aluminum version too. Um, but I'll tell you on cold days, I love the carbon. I love the carbon. And I do think that there is almost a, a vibration and a frequency difference between carbon and aluminum and mainly because they're two different materials. If you put a 30 inch aluminum stabilizer on your bow and shoot it, and then put a 30-inch carbon stabilizer on your bow and shoot it, you're going to have two completely different vibrations. You're going to have different sounds, and that's because structurally they're different materials, and that's what happens. So, yeah, if your price range doesn't, your budget doesn't, you know, agree with the carbon pricing, then don't even think about whether or not the aluminum one is not as good. It's going to be just as good. It's just going to have... Di small differences um let's see next question here is from divergent outdoors is saying um how do you feel about the new cams and how they are changing the angle and the string to be more open compared to their older bows i really like that and i talked about that earlier i like that on a shorter bow i still have the feel of a longer axle to axle bow um let's see here <laughs> should i ditch my bear arena 30 for this bad boy i would say so um, let's see, uh, the deer farmer saying price point. I've talked about new cable system. I've talked about what wait time, um, the wait time is going to be much less than last year. Um, the dealers have already placed initial orders and orders are already being built. All the dealers should have the bows, um, as well. So you should be able to go into a dealership right now and see one of these new RX ones. Um, Let's see, J6 Studios is asking about comparison between the Redworks and the Hyperforce. Um, like I said, really the difference is going to be in sound and probably you know frequency, maybe feel in the hand, um, and definitely feel in the hand if you're a cold weather hunter. Um, let's see, as west as it gets, asking about the shorter brace heights. I talked about that. Um, 
Let's see, G. Kilgore 9 is asking, did I go ahead and put new winner's choice strings on it? No. For the record, I'm not shooting winner's choice anymore. Um, had a lot of issues last year with them, and I am I, I didn't really publicly start talking about it, but um, I've actually been building a lot more of my own um, just because there was quality went down the toilet um, and I just really wasn't happy with it. So, um, and hopefully they get that fixed because it was, they were, they made a really good product for a long time. Um, this one is totally stock right now. I am going to build a custom set and I'm going to do a string and cable replacement um, in a video for you so that you can see how, really how easy that is on the new system. Um, I'm just going through questions here. There's a lot of people asking about the 80 or 85. I like the 85. I think if you maybe want to do some 3D with it as well, then maybe check out the 80%. You know, if you're wanting to do some target shooting and stuff to where you really don't want an 85. But if you're just a true-blooded hunter that wants to play around with some, uh, that likes to shoot 3D and shoot a little league and do some things like that, then I can tell you, don't even don't even sweat um, thinking about shooting 85% all the time. I think you're really going to like the feel of it. Um, but if you're more hardcore target, then you might want uh, the lower let off, like more like the 80. Um, let's see. Does the new cam system eliminate the need to yoke tune? So you definitely don't want to do any adjustment on the pretty much the lower yoke on the top yoke you still want to adjust if you did do a, a cable change adjust i can tell you this from my experience with this bow it is a little bit different than uh than my bows in the past so on this new hoyt you actually have um the small little pieces that connect the top um the top yoke on the outside of the the limb on the axle itself um those are two different sizes so when you look at it the cable falls deeper into the track on the left side if you're looking at the bow from the back and on the right side it's higher up and the reason they did that is because when you put your cables on they don't want you to have to really twist up the right side a lot more anymore um, so they actually changed almost the gapping on the connectors to the axle so that you don't have to do a lot of tw extra twisting on the cable rod side of the bow um, and what i found is for me to have this bow tune exactly how i want i've actually adjusted my top yoke so that my top cam is running in a perfect line directly to the bottom cam. And on the bottom cam, because of the new cable system, it's running perfectly down the middle too. So both of my cams are actually facing straight towards one another at rest. So in the past, I've done a lot of my... I like to adjust the top cam to be perfectly vertical when the bow's at full draw. I found that you know, adjusting it to be that way it, when the bow is at rest is actually perfect for its tune and setup. And um, I feel like because of the system, 
and the new roller guard system that's on the bow, there isn't near as much torque on the system um, pulling it over. So I think you're going to find that uh, I think you're going to find that you're not going to have to really worry about that as much. But don't twist the bottom. And on the top, if you do put a new stringing cable on, just adjust that top yoke. Um, they should because of these new connectors, you should be able to make them even twists on both sides of the yoke. Uh, but just have that top cam pointing straight down to the bottom one. Um, let's see here. Uh, can I explain the benefits of the grip position uh, being lower, being a benefit? Um, so yeah, the new grip position is lower in the riser. Um, so what they've really done was they've actually extended the top um, pocket system up higher above the carbon riser. So um, you've got this long, a, a longer aluminum piece that fits onto the top of the carbon riser. And what that does is it does position your um, grip lower in the overall system. So, um, you know, I think... I think if you, um, I think if you tune it, you're gonna find that you're able to run your your tune directly at 90 degrees, and you're gonna find that the bow really holds and aims really nice. Now, if you go back, um, if I go back 20 years to like the first target bow that I really really enjoyed, it was the you know, like the Matthews Conquest, that grip was positioned lower in the riser. Um, the problem with positioning it, and when you position it lower in the riser, what it allows you to do is it allows you to put your burger button or your arrow rest in the center of the system, whereas if the grip, if your grip is in the center of the system, well, that means your arrow is now above center. So, by moving the grip down, you're able to now have your arrow rest in the center of the system. And then as you're pulling that bow back, obviously it makes a triangle when you pull the string back. So now your triangle is in the center of the system as well as your arrow rest. And I just think for tunability and forgiveness, uh, all of that stuff goes uh, hand in hand in how it aims. Um, Let's see. Uh, I'm just going through a lot of these questions. A lot of them are very close to the same. Um, let's see. The Defiant was very easy to draw. Um, Kevin Wilkie said this is a bit stiffer. Would bumping up draw weight uh, be a bit more difficult with this bow versus the Defiant? Um, I don't think so. You're gonna you're gonna find that you. You know, you're going to pull just a little bit more at the front end of the system. Um, but how that bow feels at full draw, which I actually spend a lot more time at full draw than I do in the pulling cycle. So I really like that more so than anything else. Um, I, I'm actually, this particular bow feels so easy for me to pull <clears throat> that I've actually, well, I'm going to do two things on that video. I'm going to do it string cable swap and then i'm also going to be doing a limb swap so i've actually ordered 75 pound limbs for this bow because this bow pulls super easy for me and i think 75 pound limbs um, are going to feel like 70s and that's just my personal feel and preference um, 
So hopefully that helps you. Next question is from Triple Fletch Outdoor Outfitters. Um, do the new bows run true to their draw length? Most manufacturers typically run long. Also, the better option for the folks that have draw length that run into two different base cams. So if your draw length does fit two different cams, I would, I would still say go with the cam that allows you to be in the longer slots. Um, I know that there isn't the efficiency between short slots and long slots are, are better on this cam than they've ever been. Um, but I would still say just go with the one that allows you to be closer to the tail end. Um, and then as far as the draw length itself, Hoyt has always been one of the best companies. Um, and this was even something that I said when I was back at Matthews was I was like, um, the standard and what the industry was allowing for people on draw length measurements was getting really out of control. Hoyt's always been really good about their draw length measurement and having their bows come in within the standard allowance according to the ATA. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Can you swap the new cam for the for the 2016 Carbon Defiant? No. Definitely not because it's a complete the bottom cam is much wider than any cam Hoyt's ever made. So it you won't be able to put it in there. And again, you know, the limb itself is completely different. It's a wider limb, it's a thicker, wider limb on the bottom of this bow as compared to the top limb. So it, it literally has two different limbs on it, which is pretty cool. Um, and you know, surprisingly how well it worked. Um, okay, uh, Zach Adams was asking about how it tuned with different spines, and I talked about that earlier. Surprisingly, I was able to do a, several different spines, and I had good tunes. Um, let's see, more questions about a knock-on signature bow. Answered that. Is there valley um, on the turbo better than on the Defiant? I would guess not, but... I haven't pulled a turbo model. I know the turbo models I've pulled on all the existing bows I did not like personally, but there's a lot of people that do, but I'm just giving you my personal opinion. Um, so the, um, and this actually fits, uh, Frank or Sparky's asking the difference between the two limb widths and why. So the bottom cam has four tracks. It has two cable tracks, a string track, and a control cable take-up track. Um, so because of that, the bottom cam is wider, so it needs a wider stance. Um, and just the way the whole system works and having, having that heavier pocket on the bottom and the bigger pocket and wider limb, having all that on the bottom really helps the balance of the bow too. And on the top, you just don't need the wider limb because it is a standard cam width on the top. It's just a string and cable track with a yoke system that goes to the outside that stills, still allows you to have adjustment um, there on the, the top as well. Um, let's see here. <laughs> More questions about signet, Dudley Signature Bow. Um, do you need uh, special fingers on the press? We talked about that. Um, oh, okay. What's... What's the benefit of needing to change draw length on the fly? And the reason he's asking that is because with this particular bow, you don't have to have a bow press to adjust the draw length. So um, 
if you want to change on the fly, it's pretty nice, especially like for me, if I have you as a student in a class and all of a sudden I'm like, man, we need to change a draw like three quarters of an inch. We can do it right there. We don't even need to go find a bow press. From that point of view, it's really nice. And the other thing I'll tell you too is on this cam, uh, we worked really diligently on making sure that with this cam, you're able to adjust the draw lengths to different positions without having a variance in having to change the cable length for the cam synchronization. So in the like on the DFX cam, if you went from like one position to another position, a lot of times you would have to put twists or take twists out of your cables to slightly adjust the synchronization with the bottom one. The way this cam system works, you're not gonna have that anymore. The modules are actually notched with little pins in them. So as you move those modules, you're able to get them in the perfect spot. There's no slop tolerance at all. And the way they were designed when they were built, you're not having to make big adjustments in your cable lengths to retime the bow. So that's pretty good. Um, let's see here. Uh, is it possible to make the new bow go to 32 and a half? The RX-1, no, but the Ultra, yes. You can. The Ultra will be long enough. Um, let's see, would I recommend the stock grip or the side plates? Listen, grips and stabilizers are personal opinion. And I say whatever feels better for you, then go with it. I know that everyone that tries my side plates love them. Um, and I think Hoyt recognized that and tried to come up with a much slimmer grip to where the feel was more like that. Um, but I'm on my bow here, I've actually removed the grip and I am shooting side plates. Um, so, But the other grip did feel nice. Um, and obviously I've got to talk about it, but... I, small changes like that are a matter of feel, and when I've shot something one way for so long, then that feel is important to me, and keeping that feel, so that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, let's see here. When are they going to make another knock-on addition? Sorry. Sorry, everyone keeps asking that. Um, have you done any testing with the Hyperforce? Um, I have not. Talked about that. Um, let's see. There's a guy asking questions about changes to the bottom cam. Um, let's see, IED Junkie asked about, does the bottom cam have uh, top hats? No, it doesn't. Um, let's see here. Um, kind of going through these last ones. Um, let's see, how much draw length can be added to RX-1? You can add about a half inch draw length, I think, pulling the grip and putting a half inch longer string on there. Um, I'm between 32 and 33 inch draw length and interested in giving a try um, over the double XL. I think the Ultra would be, you know, look at that Ultra model for you. Um, look at the Ultra. The double XL looks pretty cool too. I mean, if you got that big of arms, then you're going to need that bigger bow anyway, just for string angle reasons. Um, Let's see, does it does this new bow have different cams um, or is the entire draw cycle done on one cam? So there still is three base cams with a big, uh, a big magnitude of draw, but there are three different cams. Um, let's see here. 
Um, what kind of quiver I'm, I'm using last year's carbon quiver. Really liked it. Um, let's see here. Um, just going through, I don't know. I think a lot of these questions are crossover questions. Um, yeah, a lot of these questions are all cross crossover questions. Um, so many of these I've answered. I'm trying to thumb through here really quick, but I think that's going to do really well. If there's more questions that continually pop up and come up, I'll cover them in my live feed and I'll also cover them in some of my next videos. Uh, but for now, I think this was a good podcast, give you a really good overhaul of the new bow and answering some of the questions behind it. Appreciate all you. Hope everything uh, goes good and get into a dealer and try one out, dudes. And uh, if this microphone was a real pain in the butt, then I'm sorry. I won't know until I hit stop and try to upload it. So thanks, everybody. Knock on. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. Knockonarchery.com.